podcast for my mother. She read to me when I was little, so now I'm returning the favour and you're welcome to listen along. It's Thursday and that means I'm reading something offbeat. Sundays are for classics. But whatever I'm reading, it's always great writing. Tonight, I am in New Hampshire in the United States at Cardigan Mountain School for the commencement speech delivered by U.S. Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts to the graduating ninth graders of which his son was one. Now, the U.S. school system is slightly different from most other countries. They do 12 years of compulsory schooling like everybody else, with the ability to drop out after year 10, but they split it differently. Here in Australia, we do six years of junior school and six of senior school. In the US, they do five years of junior school, three years of middle school, and then four years of high school. Those last four years are commonly called freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. Fun fact, they use those same four names to denote each year of any four-year college degree. So the chief judge was speaking to the graduating high school freshman class. The kids listening were about 15, super smart and young, with all the world to live for. And he delivered a gem of a speech to them as they went on their way to their sophomore year. Now, June 2017 is not long ago, and I'm willing to bet most of you listening are over five years of age, so you can remember it. But just to give some background, or more to the point, a reminder. Ed Sheeran's Shape of You and Luis Fonzi's Despacito were topping the music charts. Wonder Woman and Baby Driver were topping the movies. Trump was US president. ISIS terrorists were ruining everything they touch, as they always do. The Alfa Romeo Giulia was released, and so was the mini countryman and the Mercedes-AMG GT. Wow, that is petrolhead heaven. Chris Froome was gearing up for his third Tour de France win in a row, and Roger Federer was about to win Wimbledon for a record eighth time. There was no Triple Crown winner of the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes in the US. One for Arthur had won the UK Grand National Steeplechase. The terrible Las Vegas shooting was due in October. According to Google Trends, no more than 100 people a day were searching the whole internet for diversity, equity, inclusion. A bunch of Nazi loot was found in Argentina, and we discovered new moons of Jupiter. It was a highly momentous time period, as is every single day on planet Earth. But at a small all-boys private school in a small section of the small northeast of the USA, on a rainy day, a very important man spoke with a room full of 15-year-olds, all wearing their uniform. And here is what that man, Chief Justice John Roberts of the US Supreme Court, had to say. Let's begin. Thank you very much. Rain, somebody said, is like confetti from heaven. So even the heavens are celebrating this morning. 
joining the rest of us at this wonderful commencement ceremony. Before we go any further, graduates, you have an important task to perform, because behind you are your parents and guardians. Two or three or four years ago, they drove into Cardigan, dropped you off, helped you get settled, and then turned around and drove back out the gates. It was an extraordinary sacrifice for them. They drove down the trail of tears back to an emptier and lonelier house. They did that because the decision about your education, they knew, was about you. It was not about them. That sacrifice and others they made have brought you to this point. But this morning is not just about you. It's also about them. So I hope you will stand up and turn around and give them a great round of applause. Now, when somebody asks me how the remarks at Cardigan went, I will be able to say they were interrupted by applause. Congratulations, Class of 2017. You've reached an important milestone. An important stage of your life is behind you. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you it is the easiest stage of your life, but it is in the books. While you've been at Cardigan, you have all been part of an important international community as well, and I think that needs to be particularly recognised. Now, around the country today, at colleges, high schools, middle schools, commencement speakers are standing before impatient graduates, and they are almost always saying the same things. They will say that today is a commencement exercise. It is a beginning, not an end. You should look forward. And I think that is true enough. However, I think if you're going to look forward to figure out where you're going, it's good to know where you've been and to look back as well. And I think if you look back to your first afternoon here at Cardigan, perhaps you will recall that you were lonely. Perhaps you will recall that you were a little scared, a little anxious. And now look at you. You are surrounded by friends that you call brothers, and you are confident in facing the next step in your education. It is worth trying to think why that is so, and when you do, I think you may appreciate that it was because of the support of your classmates in the classroom, on the athletic field, and in the dorms. And as far as the confidence goes, I think you will appreciate that it is not because you succeeded at everything you did, but because, with the help of your friends, you are not afraid to fail. And if you did fail, you got up and tried again. And if you failed again, then you got up and tried again. And if you failed again, it might be time to think about doing something else. But it was not just success, but not being afraid to fail, that brought you to this point. Now, the commencement speakers will typically also wish you good luck and extend good wishes to you. I will not do that, and I'll tell you why. From time to time in the years to come, I hope you will be treated unfairly, so that you will come to know the value of justice. I hope that you will suffer betrayal, because that will teach you the importance of loyalty. 
Sorry to say, but I hope you will be lonely from time to time, so that you don't take friends for granted. I wish you bad luck, again, from time to time, so that you will be conscious of the role of chance in life and understand that your success is not completely deserved and that the failure of others is not completely deserved either. And when you lose, as you will from time to time, I hope every now and then, your opponent will gloat over your failure. It is a way for you to understand the importance of sportsmanship. I hope you'll be ignored so you know the importance of listening to others, and I hope you will have just enough pain to learn compassion. Whether I wish these things or not, they're going to happen, and whether you benefit from them or not will depend upon your ability to see the message in your misfortunes. Now, commencement speakers are also expected to give some advice. They give grand advice, and they give some useful tips. The most common grand advice they give is for you to be yourself. It is an odd piece of advice to give people dressed identically, but you should, you should be yourself. But you should understand what that means. Unless you are perfect, it does not mean don't make any changes. In a certain sense, you should not be yourself. You should try to become something better. People say be yourself because they want you to resist the impulse to conform to what others want you to be. But you can't be yourself if you don't learn who you are, and you can't learn who you are unless you think about it. The Greek philosopher Socrates said the unexamined life is not worth living. And while just do it might be a good motto for some things, it's not a good motto when it's trying to figure out how to live your life that is before you. And one important clue to living a good life is to not try to live the good life. The best way to lose the values that are central to who you are is frankly not to think about them at all. So that's the deep advice. Now some tips as you get ready to go to your new school. I have gotten to know many of you young men pretty well, and I know you are good guys. But you are also privileged young men. And if you weren't privileged when you came here, you are privileged now because you have been here. My advice is, don't act like it. When you get to your new school, walk up and introduce yourself to the person who is raking the leaves shoveling the snow, or emptying the trash. Learn their name and call them by their name during your time at the school. Another piece of advice, when you pass by people you don't recognise on the walks, smile, look them in the eye and say hello. The worst thing that will happen is that you will become known as the young man who smiles and says hello, and that is not a bad thing to start with. You've been at a school with just boys. Most of you will be going to a school with girls. I have no advice for you. The last bit of advice I'll give you is very simple, but I think it could make a big difference in your life. Once a week, you should write a note to someone, not an email, 
a note on a piece of paper. It will take you exactly ten minutes. Talk to an adult. Let them tell you what a stamp is. (laughs) You can put the stamp on the envelope. Again, ten minutes, once a week. I will help you right now. I will dictate to you the first note you should write. It will say, Dear, fill in the name of a teacher at Cardigan Mountain School. Say, I have started at this new school. We are reading blank in English. Football or soccer practice is hard, but I'm enjoying it. Thank you for teaching me. Put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, and send it. It will mean a great deal to people who, for reasons most of us cannot contemplate, have dedicated themselves to teaching middle school boys. As I said, that will take you exactly 10 minutes a week. By the end of the school year, you will have sent notes to 40 people. 40 people will feel a little more special because you did. And they will think you are very special because of what you did. No one else is going to carry that dividend during your time at school. Enough advice. I would like to end by reading some important lyrics. I cited the Greek philosopher Socrates earlier. These lyrics are from the great American philosopher, Bob Dylan. They're almost 50 years old. He wrote them for his son, Jesse, who he was missing while he was on tour. It lists the hopes that a parent might have for a son and for a daughter. They're also good goals for a son and a daughter. The wishes are beautiful. They're timeless. They're universal. They're good and true. Except for one. It is the wish that gives the song its title and its refrain. That wish is a parent's lament. It's not a good wish. So, these are the lyrics from Forever Young by Bob Dylan. May God bless you and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others and let others do for you. May you build a ladder to the stars and climb on every rung, and may you stay forever young. May you grow up to be righteous, may you grow up to be true. May you always know the truth, and see the lights surrounding you. May you always be courageous, stand upright and be strong, and may you stay forever young. May your hands always be busy, may your feet always be swift. May you have a strong foundation when the winds of changes shift. May your heart always be joyful. May your song always be sung. And may you stay forever young. Thank you. And that's where we'll leave it tonight. I find quite a bit of that speech very wise. I wonder if you agree with the framing. I hope you'll be treated unfairly so you can know what justice means. I do find it a lovely speech. And they were young kids listening, young boys, all in uniform. Very privileged, as the speech noted. I like to think all the kids took from that speech just what he intended. It's a big old world, and it won't always be nice. Be ready for it, and do your best to be nice in it, so you can get the best out of it. At least, that's what I heard. But what did you hear? 
let me know. Instagram at nudiereads or email nudiereads at gmail.com. Okay, that's your lot. I'll be back on Sunday, 9pm Sydney time with a classic. And I wish you all a great and safe rest of the week wherever you are. Do please rate and review the podcast on Apple, follow on Spotify. It really helps the podcast to grow. And mostly, just tell your friends and family who love great writing and the words of the past. Till next time then, take care. It really is slippery out there. And thanks for listening to Nitty Reads.